Layla Abdullaye Abreu grew up in Benin, and as a little girl, went to visit this famous Vodun temple. My first fresh memory, I probably was the age of maybe nine or ten. And when I went there, is because my dad had friends visiting from Europe. And it was an opportunity for us to go and show them part of Benin. And that was one of the places he always ensured that any person we have coming to visit goes to see because it leaves an impression on you. It leaves an impression because this isn't your typical temple. This is the Temple of Pythons, a 300-year-old temple that is a spiritual home to practitioners of Odun, an African spiritual system whose roots go back thousands of years. The temple is also home to dozens of actual pythons. My name is Baudelaire, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're going to southern Benin, to the city of Ouida, to hear the story of the Temple of Pythons and clear up some misconceptions about one of the world's most misunderstood spiritual systems. More after this. When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Layla Abdullaye Abreu started a blog about Benin and its culture in 2014. And one of the places she featured was the Temple of Pythons, which is why I called her up. Before we even got to talking about the temple or its snakes, she gave me some context about Wida. He has more like a farm like setting that is a little bit modernized just because a lot of people tend to go and and visit it. So they've made a, not, a good amount of money from tourism. When I grew up, there weren't hotels back then. This would have been back in the 80s and 90s. Back then, Layla's family made yearly trips to Wida from her hometown of Kotonou, Benin's largest city. Layla's parents were adamant their children learned all aspects of the culture of their home country. A vital part of that culture is Vodun. And if you want to learn about Vodun in Benin, you go to Wida. The whole town of Wida is, I, I, I call it the, the religious capital of Benin. The whole town of Wida is a religious town because that's the birth of 
where Vodun came from. That is the birth, the epicenter of Vodun. Layla says that though Vodun, or what some of you might know as Voodoo, is mysterious in the West, the Temple of Pythons is no secret. Folks in Benin are very familiar. I live in New Jersey. I work in New York. It's like if you're in New York, you know Times Square. So all Beninese knows of the Temple of the Python. It is not something that you just say, oh, for instance, that I live in New York, or I've never been to Brooklyn, or I don't know some the Statue of Liberty. No. It's like, if you live in New York, you know of the Statue of the Liberty. You know how to get there. You know to go visit that. So if, if the whole country knows about the Temple of Python. The Temple of Pythons is more than just an individual temple. It's more like a compound with three one-room buildings within it, all surrounding a sacred hut in the middle. Layla told me more about her first visit when she was younger. I could tell you I was not expecting what I saw when I got there. It's like you walk through this compound, but that's the best word I could come up with. If you walk through the compound, it's very quiet. It's a very serene, quiet place. You know, there are a few trees in there. Again, once you enter, there are three different rooms. In those rooms are the pythons, usually around four feet long, but they can be as big as five feet. And on any given day, the temple could house around 60 snakes. And they're like snakes everywhere. Overwhelming. It is overwhelming. And I think that was actually my the first time that I actually was in contact with, with seeing a snake, a, a, a live snake, like just right there. So that's just the first shock. And my hands are cold just thinking about it. The Python's importance in Benin and Vodun dates back to the early 18th century which it was at the time the King Pase was having a war with another tribe in Benin. King Pase was the king of Wida and was at war with the kingdom of Benin. Wida was defeated and King Pase was on the run. Legend has it, when the warriors of the kingdom of Benin were closely chasing King Pase, he found refuge in a forest that was home to a lot of pythons. And um, from the story is where he was hiding in the forest so they wouldn't get a lot of pythons started coming out and going towards the people that were chasing him. Therefore, they went away, they got scared, and they were pushed away. So for him, he felt like that was protection. That was, They came out to protect him because they didn't come and towards him. They came out away from him to go towards those that were trying to catch him. And they never came back towards him. They just moved on. King Pase was able to live another day and was so thankful to the pythons who saved him that he declared that exact forest would be the home of a great temple in their honor. King Pase was a Vodun practitioner, and from that point on, the python became an important symbol in Vodun. Kind of like in India, they, the, the, the cows are sacred. The snake are sacred. In the, t- in the town of Wind, in the time of Widad. Even in Kotonou, if you see, if you happen to see a snake, nobody kills a snake. It's a bad luck to kill a snake. You don't kill a snake. You just let the snake be, especially pythons. A few hundred years later, the Temple of Python still looks as it did when King Pase had it built. It's old. It's an old, I mean, they, they, they renovated year by year, but they tried to keep it as looking as authentic 
you know, it was built out of mud. They painted it. There is a metallic door, usually the person, because it's a, a lot of tourists tend to go there. There's usually somebody that is at the front to collect the fee, the entry fee for you to go in. And once you're in, you're free to roam. And so are the snakes. And you can, you can touch them. You can pick them up if you want. It's very common that they usually they will ask you if you want to have them on your neck, which mm. I have done every single time. It's the coolest mm. thing ever. Mm. And scariest thing ever, too. No one ever gets bit. Nobody. I've never heard a single story of the snake attacking somebody. How about that? Isn't that, isn't that crazy? The snakes are royal pythons who aren't as dangerous as they sound. With the proper handling, they can actually be pretty docile. And in the Temple of Pythons, they have a pretty comfortable way of life. They could come and go as they please, they're cleaned after, and they're kept pretty well fed. Though the Temple of Pythons has become a major tourist attraction, the spiritual system of Odun remains one of the most misunderstood spiritual systems in the world. So here's a little primer. The name Vodun is derived from the Dahomean word voodoo, which translates to spirit. Within Vodun, there is one supreme god. Below that being, there are divine spirits that are kind of like the Catholic saints that serve as intermediaries between the human world and God. There also exists a sacred connection between the living and the ancestors, who after their death become spirits that serve as a guiding force for their descendants. As Vodun is practiced throughout Western Africa, and especially Benin, Practitioners were kidnapped along with other Africans during the transatlantic slave trade. But their faith has stood the test of time as throughout the African diaspora, you see offshoots of Odun in places like Haiti, Brazil, and New Orleans. And the misconception that Vodun or voodoo is evil in any way is rooted in European colonialism. The colonizers demonized Vodun because they wanted Africans to move away from their spiritual system and fall under the style of Christianity brought from Europe. The Europeans made the Africans choose Christianity, which they equated to enlightenment and godliness, and shunned the Africans' native spiritual system that Europeans began to demonize and call inferior. Ironically, though, something that has helped Vodun survive the demonization is that Vodun welcomes other religions and doesn't force practitioners to choose. I am Muslim. Mm-hmm. I've seen Muslim folks go to the mosque, come back home, and go see a Vodun priest. Voodoo is a religion of nature. It's funny you say that, because being Haitian, there's a lot of Catholics in Haiti who will go to church and then go to the, the, uh, the Voodoo temple. The temple of Python mm-hmm. is right across the street from a church, the Basilica. Uh-huh. So you see people leaving the church, praying to Jesus Christ, and go into the temple of the Python because behind and around the compound of the temple of Python, the forest is used for Vodou practices. Vodou is used to enhance the quality of your life. People don't go to Vodou in Benin to do what they've portrayed it on TV, which is a doll that, you know, somebody stabs you with it or somebody put a curse on you. Layla told me Vodun is used to better connect with nature and the ancestors and seek their guidance in times of trouble to land in a place of internal peace. You never go to the Vodun priest and tell the Vodun priest and say, oh, I'm fighting a lot with my husband. Can you make him just stay quiet and agree with me? 
No, you go to the Vodun priest and say, there are trouble in our relationship. We need help from our ancestors to guide and protect us so we can live in serenity, in harmony. This is what you do when you practice Vodun. And I want to highlight something Layla said just a minute ago about the forest behind the Temple of Pythons. You see, when King Pase decided he would honor the snakes, he didn't cut down the forest he found them in. He instead built the temple in front of it. So practitioners and visitors today often make it a point to go into that forest. What there is, is there's always a tree. You, you, can, you will see it if you go, where you have a lot of candles, food is being dropped, there is alcohol. They start calling on the names of the ancestors, the name of the deities. Layla says that today, the entire temple, including the forest behind it, serve as a place of refuge. And it just leaves an impact in, in your heart and soul where you feel protected. Mm. I don't know why that word keeps coming, but it just, yeah. it just it, it gives you strength and protection. It, it makes you feel proud that this is my country, you know? Yeah. This, is, this is my land. Temple of Pythons is open every single day, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And we'll put a link to Layla's blog in the episode description if you want to check it out. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. Our production team includes Dylan Therese, Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Manolo Morales, Gabby Gladney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tindall. This episode was sound designed and mixed by Luce Fleming. If you want to learn more, be sure to visit atlasobscura.com. There's a link in our episode description. And my name is Baudelaire. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.